Hey friend, are you swamped with scheduling, bogged down by bookings, or overwhelmed with managing your social media? This message is for you. I would love to introduce you to my secret weapon, StyleSmart VA. This is a company of virtual assistants literally designed by hairstylists for hairstylists. I found them through an interview right here on the podcast, and then shortly after found myself booking a discovery call because I was drowning in administrative tasks and needed help. It's been a few months now, and I can't tell you how much my VA has changed my life. No joke, friends. I am such a believer in StyleSmart VA that I decided to bring them in as an episode sponsor here on the show. Listen, as creatives, our focus should be on the clients and our craft. And now that I have my virtual assistant, I can devote more of my time to exactly that. The beauty of hiring a VA through StyleSmart is that they come to you already trained and able to seamlessly step into your business. From managing appointments and client communications to handling your social media presence, StyleSmart virtual assistants free you up to concentrate on your clients. And that's a change your clients will notice and appreciate. I mean, can we say elevating your perceived value? So when you're ready to level up in your business and take some weight off your shoulders, head on over to StyleSmartVA.com and book a free discovery call today. You'll also find the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. StyleSmart VA, empowering beauty professionals to focus on what they do best. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome back to the Your Hair Mentor podcast, where I am your host and hopefully your hair mentor, Crystal Green. And this week, I have a really fun interview for you with someone that I found online and got inspired with. So I reached out to her and turns out she's really freaking cool. And so the reason that I was interested in her, her name is Roxy. She has a company called Free Your Hair Brush. And she kind of accidentally created this hairbrush company out of a need and a desire for herself as a hairstylist, which in itself is kind of inspiring. And then when you get to know her and you get to listen to her, you're going to be like, wow, this chick is really freaking cool. So I super enjoyed this interview and I'm patiently waiting for my hairbrush to come from her, which I was hoping I would still have in my hot little hands for this interview, but with winter storms and snow, things are delayed. So I will have a follow-up unboxing that I will link in the show notes here. So at some point it'll be updated for you. And then if you're interested and curious, you can check out my social media at your.hair.mentor where I will have that going for you. So without further hesitation, let's jump into this interview with Roxy. Um, Okay, well, why don't we go ahead and just kind of do a little intro and Roxy, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and, you know, where you've started and where you are now with your business? Okay. Um, Well, my name is Roxy Hunt and I'm here in Seattle, Washington. I live in a little house with my three children and um, behind the house is my salon. It's called the Free Your Hair Salon and my partner and I built it together. It's a beautiful little two chair space. Um, I've been a hairdresser for 
25-ish years, went to beauty school in high school and graduated and just kind of like hit the ground running. And I've been doing hair ever since in different ways and capacities. I've worked in big salons and small salons and worked at home in my living room for three, four years and just done all kinds of, I've, I've done porch calls and <laughs> outdoor cut, just all sorts, haircuts <laughs> everywhere forever is what mm-hmm. it feels like. Um, and so I've worked with so many different people in different parts, stages of life and different textures of hair enough to see that every head of hair is totally unique and different. And, um, also I have just kind of a keen understanding of hair and scalp health because I've had my hands in the fiber of hair for so long. Um, so this, mm, I guess maybe 10 years ago, something like that. I had a couple of clients who were going shampoo free and they were using baking soda and apple cider vinegar to wash their hair, mm-hmm. not to wash, but basically to kind of like rebalance and basically like detox their hair from years and years of using conventional products and just right. feeling like their hair was never in its natural texture and never able to be managed correctly, just didn't feel balanced. And also some of these clients had scalp issues too. So I got to watch um, their hair and scalps through the process of getting off of shampoo. And it was pretty miraculous to see these natural textures kind of returning to their hair. And, um, and so I got real curious about it and I ended up going through that process myself. So I stopped using all products and I just did, um, baking soda, wash, apple cider, vinegar, rinse. I did that for about a year and I found that my hair, which I hadn't understood before, was just curly. I just hadn't, I didn't know how to treat it like curly hair until I took everything away and saw what it was and then started to kind of build back up from there. And one of the things that I found during that time was that this, what, what seemed to be missing from that process was a mechanical way of moving oil through the hair and brushing just I mean, even 10 years ago, I feel like brushing is way more of a thing now, even than it was 10 years ago. People might be using brushes to style their hair, blowouts, that sort of thing. But using Mm -hmm. a brush for the health and for the health of their scalp and hair seemed like a pretty new idea or something that had kind of like, obviously it's not a new idea. People brush their hair forever, but when shampoo was invented in the 1950s, everyone stopped brushing their hair because all of a sudden here's this new way. Um, so anyway, I noticed that the the scalp still needed a way to move oil through. And so I started using a brush on myself and I got myself a Mason Pearson, which is a beautiful brush and started which, just by using the way, it. I want to make sure not everyone here is a hairstylist that's going to be listening. Yeah. Mason Pearson oh, yeah. brushes are very, very expensive for the like, average consumer. They're going to spend over $300, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Side note. I, I, do, I mean, yeah, they're, they're very expensive. They're very beautiful, really well-made, wonderful brush. Right. And so, so I invested in one. It was a huge deal. I don't mm-hmm. even know if I'd spent that much money on any hair tool up right? until that point, but it worked and it was really, really, really what my hair needed. So just using it, I would use it every time before I washed or before I did my routine with cider vinegar and soda I would brush it really, really well just to move the oil through and to kind of work, you know, stimulate my scalp, get some circulation going and just mechanically bring anything through that had built up on my scalp. And I noticed after that point, 
my hair just got way happier. My scalp was way healthier. My hair grew way faster. Hmm. I was like, okay, there's definitely something here. Mm -hmm. This is also about the same time that um, Diva Curl was going through their lawsuit because there had been all of these curly haired people who were using their products and then experiencing things like hair loss and, you know, just kind of like strange things happening on their hair and scalp. And I, I don't think it's still been, I still don't think we've like fully pinpointed exactly what, what was happening, but what I was seeing with my curly clients at that time who were using Diva products, many of them were, because there wasn't a lot of other options at the time. Right. Their scalps were so unhealthy. They were completely, there were not, their scalps weren't breathing. There was, their pores were totally clogged. They were having you know, dandruff, they were having psoriasis. There was all of this buildup. Their curls looked great, but their scalps were so suffering and their hair was not growing. And some of them were losing hair. Mm. And so I was like, okay, this is something's not, something is not right here. And so I started using my brush on my curly clients and every single one of them at first was like, Oh no, 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 I don't brush my hair. You know, like I was taught not to do that. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, okay. This is a thing. Like curly haired people are really, really fed this. Like, don't brush your hair. Don't mess up your curl pattern. It's all this fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I started to experiment with brushing curly hair and educate my clients on the benefits of brushing their hair and scalp before they wash. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to necessarily brush it out and like go to work. You can, <laughs> because like, I personally love that look. I yeah. love a brushed out curl, but a lot of, you know, people at that time, especially weren't fully embracing the bigness. So let's start by brushing really well, very thoroughly before you wash, before you do your wet routine with your hair, just to get some circulation into your scalp and move some oil through. So all of a sudden I have all these clients that are like, I need a brush. I need a brush. And I'm like, well, here's the Mason Pearson, but it's really expensive and none of them could afford it or want it. So I did some research, tried to find another option. And all I saw out there were kind of like cheapy plastic brushes that didn't feel good to hold in your hand, to have on your cap in your cabinet or on your beauty altar Right. They just did, you know, like I wanted to, I wanted to find a hair tool that I could recommend to everybody that was affordable, but still felt special enough that they wanted to put it on their altar and care for it. Take good Every care of day. it. Every day. Right. Every right. day. Yes. So I started to do some research. I started working with the manufacturer to kind of like figure out the right size and the right depth of bristle and the right density of bristle just to kind of find the perfect and create the perfect brush that would work really well for all hair types, but particularly for my curly clients. And I don't, it's, I mean, it is truly for all hair types, but Mm -hmm. those bristle, I think curly people felt left out of all the brushing world, even Mason Pearson, because Mm -hmm. the bristles weren't quite, weren't quite long or sturdy enough to get all the way into their scalp. Right. Right. A lot of times they'd be brushing. It would just be gracing the surface, you know, Right, right. but we've got longer bristles. So, so came up with this brush, which was like that, just the, the manufacturing process was something I had no experience and no knowledge of. I hadn't done, I just, I kind of just stumbled into it. And so did my first run of, I think my first run was 24 brushes. And I had found an engraver 
who could engrave the back of these beautiful wooden brushes with symbols because I wanted them to have a unique symbol on them so that they were mm-hmm. pretty. I love right. adornment. I mean, we're in the beauty art. So right, right. I wanted something that was beautiful. So yeah. And I had a friend that had designed some some pretty um, symbols for the brushes. So we had them engraved. And then they still, I wanted to see them more. And so I figured out a way to use gold paint to paint inside the engraving and then wipe it off so it pops. And so we kind of figured out our process on this batch of 24 brushes. And then I sold them to clients and they went really fast and people really loved them. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll get some more. So I got another batch of 50 put some of them online. Cause at the time I had a blog that had a little shop in it. So I started to sell them online and just over the years, it's been, let's see, when did we, I'm so bad with dates. Oh, me too. I know. I know. Was it like 24, 2013. I think we officially, I officially launched for your hair brush as a very small one woman business. Mm-hmm. and went from our first batch of 24 and now we're ordering 5,000 at a time. We have our mini brushes. So I've got two different models, the classic model and the mini brush. And I think we That's have six amazing. different, six different um, symbols and each symbol has its own mantra. So it's kind of like find the one that speaks to you and use that because part of it now, besides just hair and scalp health is about working in ritual into right. kind of taking our routines and imbuing them with some more meaning and purpose. Right. I wanted to so ask that, you about that. Yeah. So yeah. On, your, on your website, you have listed like uh, the the rituals and there's like different levels of a ritual that you recommend. Mm-hmm. So I was actually wondering if you can kind of walk us through that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's important to me that ritual feel really inviting and easy for people who haven't done it before. Mm-hmm. Because I think it, it, I think it's a thing that some people maybe they know what it means or they see it happening, maybe out in the digital world, but they don't. It doesn't feel accessible. So, right. what I love about ritual is that it really is. It's as simple as setting an intention, carving out a little tiny bit of time, having a physical action that you take. In this case, brushing. Mm-hmm taking some breaths, grounding your body, focusing on your intention as you brush your hair. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, either like step level two, what I tell people is if it feels right and comfortable for you, then after you brush your hair to end the ritual, you remove your hair from the brush and, you know, give it to your favorite plant or like do something useful with it that isn't putting it in the trash because mm-hmm. it's a piece of, it's a piece of you, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, Just definitely. Like do something with it that feels meaningful, offer it, <laughs> put it, you know, offer it to the fire, whatever it is. That but reminds that- me of, um, uh, at one point I had a little like bird nest situation outside of my salon window. And I started like putting the hair instead of in the trash can, um, outside, <laughs> thinking like maybe they'll just keep using it and, or they, the nest wasn't hair at first, but it ended up being like this completely hair bird nest. And I loved it. I was like, this is so cool that these birds are like reusing hair that would have just gone to the trash. And now it's just going to find a new home on the earth. I love that. Yes. So that 
and that that feels like an important part to me. It's not for everybody, but I yeah. I do just feel like every time I throw away someone's hair, it feels weird to me. Mm-hmm. And I felt that way since the very beginning, like in the trash, really? Like, can we do, is there something else? Mm-hmm. And so this satisfies for me, just the little routine of like, or the little ending of a ritual by making a small offering with the hair. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And it might even be as simple as like, if you're going to throw it in the trash, just kind of taking a moment and like holding on to it and being like, Hmm, I grew this. This is great. Thank you. Or whatever. Thank you. mm -hmm, Exactly. mm -hmm. Just offering a little gratitude for it. So then, so then next level. So it can be as simple as like five minutes you sit down. Okay. My intention with this brush session is just to like bring myself some clarity and just slow down. Mm-hmm. into presence. Mm-hmm. Take a breath. I'm going to brush my hair. I'm going to take some more breaths. I'm going to, you know, observe my body slowing down, my heart rate slowing down as I brush, mm-hmm. then open my eyes, offer my hair, throw it out the window, whatever it is, and just mm-hmm. go on with my day. Love it. So it can be simple like that. And then it can also be, you know, in my in my practice, going more, going deeper into ritual is means like weaving in the senses more. So whether that's having a candle lit, maybe you have some incense going, there's some sound happening. Mm -hmm. You have some tea that you're drinking. It's like engaging the senses in the ritual process. And that brings it deeper. That brings the intention. It brings the experience deeper into the body Right. And it just kind of like, it like makes it, it makes it more potent. Yeah. No, I love that. So yeah. will you walk me through, like if you had a client in your chair for the first time and you wanted to teach them how to physically use the hairbrush, yeah. do you have like a method that you recommend, like where to brush, what angle, how many strokes or anything like that? Yeah. So what I start with, with my clients is I say, if you can take one. And so we'll, we'll say this is a client who's wanting to work their way out of shampooing or like shampoo their hair less and brush their hair more. Mm -hmm. What I tell them is take one of your weekly washes and swap it out for a brush session and a rinse. Mm. So sit down for five minutes with your brush before you hop in the shower or the bath. Um, for some people, I say if your hair is long or curly and you're growing it out and you're wanting to like protect your ends and maintain your length, always do a tiny bit of a pre-oiling in your ends before you brush and rinse because it'll just sort of protect them. Mm-hmm. Love it. So, you know, maybe a little jojoba oil, just a couple drops, massage it into your ends, take your brush for five minutes, slow down your movement. Don't, you're not going to rip through it. This isn't about... <laughs> It's not about detangling. No, so but I can see everyone kind of jumping to that because we're oh, yeah. so primed to be like, go, go, go fast, 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 like yeah. slap your products in, brush your hair and get out the door. Right. So yeah, no. I think you actually have to tell people slow down. You have to slow down. Yeah. You have to be like seated comfortably. You have to be breathing. Mm-hmm. You have to be in your body and you have to be focused on what you're doing right now, not mm-hmm. somewhere else entirely. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then you just, what I say is like, start by brushing it all backwards, straight Mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. And what you want to do is move slow enough that you feel, you feel bristles on every part of your scalp. So you're really, really getting into it and you're really feeling the sensation of it. 
Right. You're really working it into the scalp. So we go backwards first Mm -hmm. and then you go to one side Mm -hmm. and then you go to the other side and then you go upside down. Same. Mm -hmm. And with every direction, you're feeling the bristles on every part of your scalp and you're really just, you know, you're just getting in, you're getting into it. Gotcha. You're bringing circulation. Right. I like that. I had envisioned something similar to the scalp treatments that they teach us in beauty college where you section the hair and then, you know, you're kind of like almost like scraping at the scalp a little bit with each section, but that's not necessarily what you're recommending. As long as the bristles are touching your scalp. As long as the bristles are touching your scalp, but for some textures, like for, for tight curls, for example, it's Mm -hmm. a little harder. You can't just go back and have it get all the way in. So you you know, depending on the texture, you may want to section it mm-hmm. just so you really can get in. Gotcha. So my like highly tight curled clients will definitely section into four. Gotcha. You know, and, and it takes a little more time that way, yeah. but it's great. Do it. I mean, they need it more than anybody because it's hard to get that circulation in. Definitely. And so yeah. is this something that in the salon that you offer as a service, like a standalone service or? You know, I you- haven't. I haven't done it yet, but people have been telling me for years, like just offer a brushing service and teach people how to brush their hair. Yeah. And I love that idea. So maybe this, yeah, I have so many irons on the fire. I know. So it's hard to be like, oh, I'll do that too. But, but I do love that idea, but I try with every client to start each service, each session Mm -hmm. with maybe five minutes of brushing and a reminder. How is it going with the brushing? Is it working for you? What are you noticing? How can we make it work better? Right, right. So that's sort of the beginning of every, most every um, session that I do. And then I tell people, so once you've brushed for about five minutes, then hop in the shower, go about your thing that you usually do, but maybe don't shampoo and just put a little conditioner in your ends and rinse. Mm. You know, we're going to wean you slowly off of shampoo. Yeah. You know, what immediately comes to mind for me, I've been teaching these local classes here in Reno, Nevada for um, customers and clients that are uh, how to braid your hair. I usually come in with a specific style on a doll head of some sort, and then I go around and kind of tweak and fine tune everyone's um, needs. Right. And yeah. it's super fun. So and fun. I've thought that I'd like to do something similar. That's like a self-care class. Yeah. Something yeah. like this would be so beautiful to literally teach women how to go through the ritual of brushing and caring for their hair. I feel like I could see that being something. Yeah. That like, you know, as we get more kind of fast paced in our lives, we need something like this to kind of slow us down and remind us that self-care is necessary. So. And also I will say that men need to learn it even more. And that's a whole market. That's a whole sort of untapped market is can somebody please teach the men how to do this so they can do it for their partners and their children. Yes. Yes. Truly. Yeah. I don't think my husband, well, he's bald now, but I don't think he'd ever like brushed his hair in his entire life one time ever, you know, like he doesn't even know how to like run his fingers through his hair, you know, (laughs) does he brush your hair? No, but you know, I can't say that I even brush my hair very much. Oh, you will. will. I know. I'm I'm like literally so excited because I'm one of those people that, well, okay. At one point I did, I used new wash, um, which I know you're familiar with. Um, so it's a co-wash, right. For an entire year, that was the only product I used on my hair and I had to get in and like brush and manipulate my hair. Yes. 
just to make it feel clean. And so at that point in my life, I did brush my hair more, but these days I am not running a brush through my hair at all. Really. I'm like finger combing. And so I'm sure my scalp can use some love. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like now, now is a really good time for people to start brushing. I have a lot of clients who are experiencing hair loss from COVID, whether it's from stress or from booster shots or, you know, there's just all of these reasons right now. why people are experiencing loss and also sluggish growth and yes, brushing is so good. Your hair will grow so much faster. I promise. Yeah. 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 Well, I wrote down some other, I have all sorts of notes today, so I don't um, forget to ask you certain things, but I wrote down a few other things that you had listed on your website that were like good reasons to kind of take care of your scalp and scalp health in general. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've covered a few of them a little bit, but, um, some of the ones that we haven't talked about are like fascial release and yeah. lymphatic release. I want to know more about that. Yeah. Well, so the lymphatic, so we have lymph, we have lymph that lives all over our body and particularly in our scalp and lymph is a, um, it's a, liquid in the body that moves white blood cells. So it really affects our, um, immune system. Gotcha. And so when it stagnates, it doesn't, we don't get that defense that we need. So keeping the lymph in the body moving through like basically just like movement, getting exercise, getting massage, any kind of physical manipulation of the body helps the lymphatic system move toxins through and move white blood cells and fight disease and boost our immunity. And so we can get all of this buildup of lymph in our scalp if we're not move if we're not moving it or if we're not touching it or stimulating it. And it's right. the same with the, the fascia. And the fascia kind of a, a affects the nerves and the nervous system. And it's just a basically like a network of wiring throughout the body that carries information to the brain everywhere. And again, because, you know, a lot of us don't touch our scalps, all, everything gets sort of clogged up and stagnant. Mm -hmm. And so brushing is really good for continuing to, you know, move the lymph through the body, also stimulate the fascia and make sure that the information from brain to the rest of our body is moving correctly. So when we talk about like you know, mental static or like fog or just like inability to think clearly. Mm-hmm. If we're not moving our lymph and if our fascia is not released and we're tight and everything is holding in our scalp around our brain, things are not going to get to where they need to go. Right. So brushing <laughs> is just like a really, really potent way to keep things moving. Yeah. So that we can kind of clear the static and the cobwebs around our brain. I probably could have used that when I had babies running around my house. Oh my gosh. hundred (laughs) percent. I still like to blame things on mom brain, but you know, could just be, maybe I have some buildup in there. Well, many things when when we have young babies, but for sure. And that's when I started brushing is when I had my second baby and I was like, oh man, I really need something. (laughs) Something for self-care and also just something to like, help me be clear. Right. Right. Okay. So I know you've spoke about people who don't want to shampoo their hair very much or at all, but what about the rest of us that are not going to give up our shampoo and our products, but we want to incorporate some sort of a brushing ritual. Are there 
products that you like better more than others that you would recommend that would like complement the brushing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, in the salon, I use new wash and for my clients who don't want to give it all up, they use new wash. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super important to have a brushing routine if you're going to be using new wash. Right. I don't think I, it, it wouldn't work for me without that personally, mm-hmm. because I really, you know, it, because it's not removing buildup oil, it's just kind of like moving it throughout the hair. Mm-hmm. It really can leave us feeling pretty heavy, mm-hmm. but the brush really, really helps kind of keep things moving and to remove anything that's too heavy on the hair before we new wash. So I love new wash and balm. Okay. Those are my two. Okay. Um, and I also, I have a friend who has a company in LA, La Tierra Sagrada Hair. Have you heard of I have her not. company, um, oh. Stephanie Padilla? It's a really beautiful, really simple line of hair care that smells incredible and it's not stripping. And that's a, another really good option for somebody who wants to support a smaller mm-hmm. business that has more of kind of a, I would say more of like a higher self spiritual intention mm-hmm. than the new wash. Okay. And they, and they have like a really great, um, shampoo conditioner. They have a mask and a balm. And what I particularly love from her line is a salt spray. Mm. So I, I'm a big user of salt spray. I feel like when our hair is in that, in that state where we might say, Oh, it's so dirty. I need to wash it. Sometimes if we salt it and brush it, it's like perfect Ooh. for days. So it that's kind of really makes good, sense. Yeah. Cause it yeah. kind of soaks up the oil yeah. uh-huh. and it builds a little bit of texture to the, to the fiber of the hair. Mm-hmm. That's a great hack for like mm. stretching it out longer. If you want to shampoo less, or if mm-hmm. you just, if you're just like, gosh, my hair, like the shape is right right now, but it just feels like greasy and heavy. Mm-hmm. What should I do? Mm-hmm. Salt spray it with La Tierra Sagrada salt spray brush it really well. And it'll be like perfect. Awesome. I'll have to add the name of that business into the show notes here. So people can click on a link. Um, I'll make sure to get that set up. Right. Okay. So then, um, maybe there's a product I'm just thinking, I know people particularly that are going to be like, I love my Redken shampoo and I'm not straying from it, but they like the idea of still incorporating this. Would you recommend, like, imagine, um, they're going to brush their hair. They're not going to have the same amount of natural oils sitting yeah. in their hair as someone who's been using a co-wash or no shampoo at all. Would you then recommend some sort of oil to be placed on the scalp to like hydrate it and keep it soft? Or do you think that's not necessary? And just the brushing alone is enough. It depends on the, it depends on the hair type. Mm-hmm. I feel like most everybody could benefit from a once a month oil treatment on the scalp, mm-hmm. especially if you're really wanting if you're experiencing dry scalp because of like seasonal change or some sort of imbalance, it can be really helpful. But also if you're really wanting to put some intention into growing your hair out and having it grow fast and healthy, Mm -hmm. um, definitely once a month, I would say Mm -hmm. do a scalp treatment, apply this, the the oil all over your scalp, massage it in really well, brush it through really thoroughly. Okay. Maybe leave it on overnight, put a silk scarf on. Okay. And then use your regular shampoo and conditioner in the morning. Gotcha. I like that. That's a nice way to incorporate that into kind of like everyone's routine too. Yeah. I think everyone can do that. And I also think that another good option is regardless of what products you're using, Mm -hmm. it's 
pretty much always good to do a little, apply just a little bit of a really light oil to the dry hair before you wash it. Mm-hmm. It's just protective. I'm a big helps, fan. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. helps like maintain the integrity of the hair over time. It helps the hair be more velvety and supple. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend I actually put oil on my hair every day, but I live in the desert. So like for me, my hair is just constantly losing moisture, but there's none to attract from the environment. So I'm always like trying to seal it in by adding some oil into it. I'm a big fan of hair oil. Well, here's the thing too. I'll just offer a little bit of a cautionary tale because there's so many oils out there on the market that are really lightweight and they smell great and they feel really good when you put them in. But for people that have any sort of, for people who are color treated or have fragile hair, you want to be on the lookout for anything that has dimethicone or really anything that ends with cone, any ingredient is going to be petroleum based, which builds up on the hair. It's put into a lot of oils, but it's not actually oil builds up on the hair and makes it very brittle over time. So I recommend if you're going to oil it, find a product or use an actual like a oil oil, like a hundred percent jojoba, just something super clean and simple mm-hmm. because it'll be sustainably healthy for your hair instead of like, Oh, it looks good. And it smells good. It's shiny. And then like two months of use and you're like, it's really dull and gummy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's especially true. If people are using like no sulfate, um, shampoo, basically like yeah. no harsh cleanser. Cause those are the only things that can remove those silicones right. from your hair. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's why it's become such a like hot topic, right? Like silicones have been in hair products for quite a long time, but it's only recently that we've realized like, oh, shampoos don't need to be so hyper cleansing. So we've stepped away from the really harsh cleansers and then still have these products that need the harsh cleansers to get them out. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's a really good point. Um, Okay. So one of the other uh, questions that I had for you is like, uh, as a hairstylist, I'm going to just give you a little tale of me using hair story Um, in the hair salon. When I would remove color from people's hair, new wash was kind of difficult. I felt to get the color out of their hair completely. Um, Maybe because I didn't have a like um, mechanical tool that I might've needed to help move it out of the hair. But I'm curious, like when you're washing color out, are you using new wash to do that? And then are you no, washing it out? Or... Really? Uh huh. I mean, in that situation, it's almost like new wash is so expensive. Don't waste it on getting color out of the hair. Cause when you're removing color from the hair, you really just want to get, you're like wanting to strip it as much right. as possible. So in that right. case, like we use Davina's in our salon. So I'll use a Davina's shampoo to remove color. And I, yeah, I, I don't think that new wash is good for that, but it is of course good for color treated hair down the line yes. you know, for people who are, colored. but removing color. No, and okay. I don't do no, I don't do very much color a- at all anymore. I only do like an occasional balayage. So it's not really okay. something, it's not an issue so much for me, but I wouldn't use it to remove color. That makes me feel better because I, yeah. I, I love Davinus as well. And, um, yeah. I was just like, man, am I missing something here? Because some of these hair story artists are like, you know, that's all they use. And I'm like, are you yeah. washing someone's hair for 30 minutes to get all this color? Mm-hmm. Out? My gosh. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So I want to know a little bit about your brushes and like the different designs, like how, 
they're called different things. Is there like yeah. meaning behind each name of them and tell me like what they mean or are they just like pretty and how does that work? So it works. So my first ever brush was my logo. Okay. And that seemed really simple and it was a pretty logo and I loved it. The second brush I made, and I don't make that one anymore. That was just like the first little baby. Um, but about maybe every six months, I would start to, I would start to feel like I had a read on what was happening collectively in the experience of the world. So, you know, what are we all going through right now? What feels really kind of potent in this moment for what's happening. Mm-hmm. So I'd start to kind of like meditate on that and then think about symbols, shapes, themes, designs that would kind of go with that. Okay. So each brush is each brush. They've come out every six months or so, each different design. And I don't, I, we now have, let's see, we have set, we have six classic brush designs right now. So some of our designs haven't made it all the way through. Some stick around because people love them and they feel more universal. But each design is just sort of like a an energetic expression of what's happening right now. And so it's kind of designed to be a little bit of medicine for people who are going through yes. it. I love that. Yeah. And also like for me, a couple of the brushes, like for example, right now we have a brush called the hunt brush and it's our newest brush. And that is a really personal meaning because I just went on my first hunting trip and my last name is hunt. Yeah. And I've always felt like a huntress and going hunting was like, for me, it was sort of like this desire that I had put on the shelf for years and just like, no, it's like too big or I'm a girl. I shouldn't, or like all these stories I was kind of telling myself. And when I finally said yes to it, it really felt like a claiming and an owning. So the hunt brush is the newest brush. And that's about, I mean, that's sort of the theme of it is like stepping into what's our yes. And like moving through distraction, hesitation, brushing out fog keeps me, you know, seeing what's clearly true for me. Oh so each, each brush comes out of either an experience I'm going through or something I'm seeing yeah. happening collectively. You can't see this probably right now, but I have goosebumps because <gasps> um, the hunt is the one that spoke to me for the same reasons. I literally oh. just went on my first hunt also. No way. Yes. Are you and kidding? No, I'm dead serious. Um, I went on a bighorn sheep hunt here what? in Nevada. Yes. It was amazing oh. and wonderful and spiritual and like... I just so cool. And I, my husband is a hunter and I yeah. like aspiring to do it for a long time, but I'm having babies doing other things. Yeah. And me too. This year, it just kind of like aligned and I was able to go with my husband and oh my gosh, what an experience. So yeah. that's so funny that you have the so same cool. thing. I Tell love me- that. And, and that's how these, that's how these symbols are supposed to work. Yeah. And that's like, why so I when love- I saw that, I was like, yes, I want yes. that one. <laughs> yeah. And then hopefully the idea is when you brush your hair, you're, you're thinking about that and you're like honoring that. Oh, oh, I love it so much. Okay. So now I want to know about your hunt. Tell me about your hunt. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I, so I took the train with my partner and my son to Montana where we have some family that live in a fifth generation homestead. Um, 
at the uh, kind of east east of the Rockies, East Glacier, mm-hmm. and they're hunters. And mm-hmm. they took us out on their property, gave us a rifle, took us out, showed us how to use it, like, you know, showed us where to go, what time to be there. We just kind of like stalked around for a couple days, like s- trying to kind of suss out like what was the right size of deer. We were hunting deer. Okay. Does is does season. Uh-huh. And so we just kind of like got a feel for it the first couple of days. And then the third day, it was our last day there. I went out in the morning by myself and I shot a doe. By yourself too? By oh, myself. Yeah. Goosebumps everywhere. Yes, oh my God. I, I love it. Shot oh. a doe. Just like had that whole experience, holy experience way out in the field with the lighting and the first dawn. It was just beautiful. And it, it like felt so. Cry. I know <laughs> it was really, it was really, it was like stepping into a calling in a way and just like, yes, this feels right. And I said yes to this and, and I didn't expect it, you know, yeah. I, I expected I would learn how to do it. And then maybe next year I'd feel a little more comfortable with it, but I didn't realize that it would be like, yes, this was a full yes. And yeah. soon I will be feeding my family and my community members the meat. And yes. Like that just feels really purposeful and awesome. Oh, I just love that so much. Uh, what a fun little surprise. <laughs> I, know, I know. I love that you found yeah. the brush from your yes. hunting experience oh. too. It's so cool. Yeah. Oh man. Well, this is just lovely. I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I didn't ask you that, um, oh yes. Okay. So sorry to bring it back around to your brushes. Um, focus crystal uh, <laughs> on your website, you have mentioned, um, brush your hair, make money. So, oh yeah. What does that mean? And tell me about that. Yeah. So I just, a couple of months ago, launched my affiliate system partnership system, which gives 20% of every brush sale to my partners. Um, so for people who don't know what, how that works, it's basically like I, you sign up, you enter in your information, you put in your bank information. I give you a link that's a trackable link and you share that link and you talk about your brush or you post some pictures of, or videos of yourself brushing. And anyone who purchases a brush through that link, automatically 20% of that sale goes to you. And so it's just, it was just sort of a way because a big, actually a big part of this company as it grew and as I was like, well, I guess I have a brush company now. Like it's not exactly <laughs> what I, it's not what I asked for necessarily uh-huh. to be a person who is like moving, like manufacturing goods and moving money yes. in a way that I wasn't used to. Mm-hmm. It's very important to me that I feel that that money can like nourish community and also can, um, and then I can give back with it. And that's a big part of what we do too, is we give, oops. Are you still, still there? Yeah. You're okay. Yeah. We give back to an organization, different organization every month doing grassroots organizing in like social justice, environmental justice, indigenous rights, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So just, so being able to like give back and to like keep it flowing and mm-hmm. to not I mean, just sort of like the stagnation of the oil on the scalp. I don't want, I want the money to flow and I want it to flow into the hands of my people who love the brush. Right. Right. Because beyond just brushing the intention and sort of the healing and the medicine that comes through it too is I want it to go. I want everybody. Right. I want it to get, I want it to go so far and wide because of that. And so I just felt that by offering people 20% 
for every brush sale, it would be a good opportunity to ask people to share more. And it's been great. It's, oh, I bet. It's yeah. been really great. It's been fun and people are making money and it's just like, it's getting it wider. Mm-hmm. Well, your, um, your presence and the way that you speak about it, it seems very, um, organic and natural. And I think that that speaks to a lot of people and they want to support you in that. And I think it's easy to, um, positively speak about someone that you really care for and, Mm. you know, products that you really care about. So I think that's just lovely. And I'm not surprised that your business has grown as much as it has. And I'm sure it's going to go even, even farther, you know, thank Um, you. I, I, it's true though. I feel like, especially in our industry, um, you tend to not get a lot of, um, interesting forward thinking, um, love producing people, you know, I, unfortunately, I feel like there's a lot of folks that join our industry that are just like, I don't want to use the word money hungry, but you know, they want to just come in and like, do hair and they don't care and they usually don't succeed, but, um, but, you know, those who really shine, shine far. And so I I think you're going to go big places with that. And so cool. Thank you. So, um, I know I'm just like, so sad. I don't have this hunt brush in my hand right now (laughs) to be like, yes, so it's coming. I'm very excited. So, um, I guess I'll just kind of, uh, throw some, some final thoughts out there. Like where, where do you see this going for you? Cause you still work behind the chair a little bit mm-hmm. now, yep. right? Yep. Do you think you're going to continue to work behind the chair or do you see the, the brush business being your, your full source of income in the future or. I would work behind the chair, even if it wasn't for income, just because it keeps me connected and it keeps me grounded and, and I love it. I loved, I love to do hair so much. And so, yeah, I think my ideal would be that I, I, the brush company is at the point where I can do hair and I don't have to charge for it. It would be so amazing, but, but in the meantime, no, I'll always do hair at least one day a week, even when I'm 90, just because (laughs) I just, I feel like it's a very holy role. It is a, I am a priestess behind the chair. Ooh, yeah, 100%. I like that. And I think oh. we all we all have the potential to work so meaningfully with people in their times of change. I yes. mean, it's just like the most it feels just like so potent and also ancient. And I just I love it. So, yeah, I'll keep doing here for yeah. sure. Yeah, I but feel I the same do, way. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great it's a great career. But I have a lot of other things that I'm doing, too. So I, yeah, I do see, I see that if the company, as the company continues to grow, I'll hire more help Mm -hmm. so that I can continue to do my other creative things because I I couldn't just be, I I don't just want to be, you know. Yeah. Working behind a computer all the time doing business stuff. I know. And like, bleh, gross. (laughs) No, thank you. But I will, I'll keep driving the vision and the intention behind the brand because it feels, I love that part. Wonderful. Well, Roxy, thank you so much for being here and for chatting with me. This was just so fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved it. Okay. So if anyone wants to find you and want Mm -hmm. to go um, purchase a hairbrush or become an affiliate, where would you like them to go? They can go to freeyourhairbrush.com 
Okay. They can, my whole shop, all the brushes and designs are all there. You can read about the intention behind every brush. And then we also have on that website, um, there's, I think it's partnerships or affiliates or some, something you can click on that takes you right to the affiliate program. Okay. And you can sign up super easy, just Mm -hmm. takes a couple minutes. And then the more you sell, the more money you make and it goes Mm -hmm. directly to you and, um, and then I also offer wholesale too. So for salons who are interested in carrying the brush, Wonderful. we do a wholesale. Yeah. And then, and there's um, a lot of information too, just about like scalp health and ritual. We have a whole FAQ page. So there's a lot of, it's a, there's a lot of resources on the website. Perfect. And then, yeah. um, I guess my last question is how often do you release like new brush styles or do you know when the next one's going to be released? Yeah, we're actually, it's not on a regular schedule because it's very much like led by intuition and like what's happening. Um, So I never quite know. And sometimes like a new one will come out, like the brush, the hunt brush, it was like one day and I sat down and sketched it and sent it to my engraver. And then we had a batch of a hundred hunt brush. I mean, it's just, they happen pretty fast and kind of random sometimes, but the next we have our, um, so I have a poison pack and it's, um, the intention is your poison is your power. Oh, so it's an invitation to kind of look into our shadow to find hidden gems, mm. places where we might be kind of denying ourselves or denying our power a little bit more on that on the website, okay. but that's, um, the Amanita brush and the Fox glove, which are two of my favorite poisonous plants that I've learned a lot from and they're both like the design themselves are really beautiful. And the intention is just like a little bit of kind of like digging into the shadow. And I have those currently as mini brushes and people love them. And I have, they'll be coming out in the classic size. So I think those are going to go super fast. Okay. Do you know when those those are going to be released for anyone listening? Hopefully in the next like two weeks or so. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it, uh, the time of year now is like the beginning of December. So sometime before Christmas time, 2022. I think, yeah, probably before cool. New Year's, before okay. New Year's. And then probably in 2023, soon into the new year, there will be a brand new design too. So oh, just fine. stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can follow. So for your hairbrush on Instagram. You can follow brushes there, but also if you want to follow me and I talk about brushes, but also lifestyle and hairstyling and all kinds of other things, being a priestess, Mm -hmm. that's Roxy Jane Hunt on Instagram. Wonderful. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. Oh, I thought of my one last question I wanted to ask you. Um, How do we care for our brushes? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so depending on how often you use it and some people need to clean them more often, just depending on kind of your own scalp and buildup and everything. Um, but I would say maybe once, you know, if you're removing the hair regularly as you brush, you don't have to clean it as often, but if you're not, and it's building up, I'd say maybe once a month, spend some time manually removing all the hair, Mm -hmm. um, you can kind of use another, you can use a comb or something to sort of comb through the bed of it and just kind of remove anything that's built up there. I used to have people soak their brush, but it ends up kind of breaking down the glue and then we have some bristle loss. So what you can do is like, you can spray it with like apple cider vinegar and that'll help break down some of the oil so you can remove it manually and then you'll want to let it dry. And then you definitely want to oil the wood of the brush as much as possible. So 
I would not have thought to do that. Yeah. yeah so I'd say, yeah, it, so like sense. at least, at least once a month, oil the wood, it'll keep okay. it hard. It'll keep it resilient. Okay. You don't want to use the brush with heat or water. It's really not like it, it's a, it's a tool and it's not so much like a, your burly salon brush. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So like I, I oil my wooden utensils in the kitchen with like coconut oil. Do you think that would be satisfactory yeah, for this? Okay. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you said that too, because I would have probably tried to soak it or do something to sanitize it at some point. Um, you know, you could so. spray it. You could for sure spray it with a sanitizer. And then but, like comb through yeah. it a couple of times, but you just, right. you, you want to be pretty gentle. You don't want to be really rigorous with chemicals or right. not like our other salon tools that we use right. and have to stick yeah. in the quats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, once again, thank you so much. This was such a pleasure and I can't wait to get that brush in my hands and do an unboxing. So yes. Uh, thank you so much, Crystal. Yeah, it was really be, nice to meet you. You too. And I'll be following you. I'm going to stalk you online and watch you okay. as this business flourishes and thank can't wait you. to see the next creative things that you're doing. So thank you. Thank you. Have a yeah, wonderful day. You too. And, uh, I'll be in touch. <laughs> okay. Sounds okay. good. Bye, Rusty. So friends, I hope that interview was as fun for you as it was for me. And maybe you got some little nuggets of information when it comes to scalp care or scalp health, or maybe you just want to go buy a freaking brush now. I don't know, but I enjoyed it and I was happy to do it for you. So until next week, have a wonderful hair day, my friend, and I will come back at you. Goodbye. Hey friend. Crystal here, and I've got something special for you that's too good to miss. Introducing the wildly popular Confident Conversations Bootcamp, where we unlock the three secret stylist skills that attract clients who pay. In just three classes, we'll transform how you communicate, connect, and turn every conversation in the salon into a formula for high-paying clients. It's not magic, it's mastery of words, presence, and the kind of confidence that turns heads. So why sign up? Because mastering these skills means more than just full books. It's about crafting a career that's as rewarding financially as it is creatively. We're talking quality clients who value your expertise and are happy to pay you for it. And the best part, it's completely free. You heard right. It's my gift to you, friend. So if you're ready to elevate your behind-the-chair game and attract the clientele you've always dreamed of, this boot camp is your first step. Spaces are limited, and trust me, friend, you don't want to miss out on this transformation. So head on over to www.yourhairmentor.com to secure your spot today. Let's make sure that your talent is undeniable and your chair the hottest ticket in town. Cheers to clients who pay and a career that slays. I cannot wait to see you at the Confident Conversations Bootcamp, my friend.